0: For me, Jacob is still uh, uh, in his personality. He's changed now. Don't think he's not changed. He's better. He's broader than what it used to be, not small in his thinking and in his vision. He has a vision now, an ability to conceive, but it leaves a scar, and he is out of joint. And when God touches you, sometimes it takes a while before the other members of the body understand you're walking a little different. You're limping a little different. It's those people that talk strange that we ought to listen to. The ones that dream differently and wild that we ought to listen to. It's those on the periphery and on the margin that sometimes God has put them in an awkward place uh, and face that doesn't quite fit in. It's the peculiar people, pastors. uh, The ones that are out of joint. Come on, take something out of joint. Take your shoulder out. Come on. Take your hip out. Take a knee out, take a foot out, and see if it won't affect you, hallelujah. But if you can walk out of joint, you can be an Enoch and walk with God. Not just work with God, but walk with God. Because Jesus was out of joint with glory when he came on the way from heaven down. Now, Jesus uh, was at a joint with majesty uh, and supernatural glory uh, and legions of angels uh, and the throne room of God uh, and he walked uh, wounded for my transgressions uh, he walked uh, bruised for my iniquities uh, he walked uh, the chastisement of my peace upon him uh, and together we live. together uh, we limp. I'm leaning on him. I'm holding on to him, lest I fall, lest I stumble. And he's holding on to me, lest I stray. And because I'm prone to wander, it's another journey that you can take that's totally different. At this journey, you're confident in God, not yourself so much and this journey you're willing to be strange to be called strange to be looked at as strange in this second journey and so this god in human form says to him let me go because daybreaketh this was not fear on the part of the lord this was protection for jacob you know how sometimes you're just in the presence of the Lord and you feel like, oh, this is so good, I look like I'm gonna go right now. I just, you know, it's just so good. It's like, if, if church don't stop, it's just in here. It's just all over you. It's, it's like Peter said, let's just build some tabernacles. It's good to be here. Let's just, let's just stay here. How many of you would camp out at Potter's house if you could? Oh, I got a vision right there. How many would just stay and go all through the weekend? No place like it. So here, He's been touched in the hall of his thigh. And so the angel says to him, let me go because the light is shifting. You're gonna see more than you can handle. You're gonna know more than what you have the capacity to deal with. Just be glad I came at night. Be glad you didn't experience the fullness of my power. Be glad I left my judgment behind. Be glad I didn't evaluate your conversation. Be glad I didn't put you in the scales and found you wanting. Uh, Light is shifting. Uh, If you contend to know too much and to see too much, you can't handle it. Let me go because a change is coming. Let me go because day is breaking. Let me go. And and Jacob, is he's in the the ring now. He, He knows this is not Esau. He knows this is the God. He's always had a belief in God, even when his activities did not reflect it. He knows now that this is the real blesser. This is the one that can release the promises given to Abraham and Isaac. I'm almost, I'm coming around the corner now. He he says, "I, I won't let you go. Am I in the right verse? He said, I won't let you go. Isn't that a lot of nerves? It got so good holding on to God. He wasn't in control. But he's still hung in there, but God lets us come to him with our petitions and our prayers and with our faith. And he says, I won't let you go until you bless me or accept thou bless me. Jacob was being honest. All my life, Lord, I've been chasing a blessing. I've been chasing fantasies. They have been disappointment. He was not who I thought he would be. She was not what I thought she was. The job did not provide what they promised the contract was broken it was an illusion it did not bring joy it did not bring satisfaction all of my life Lord I've been chasing at the peril of my life looking for a blessing high and low in the country and out of the country but I recognize even with my old trickery that I could not do it on my own I did not have the strength but you Lord are the strength of my life you Lord the source of my strength. Watch God wrap this thing together. He said I won't let you go unless you bless me. And when he said unless you bless me, hallelujah. That word bless we know means to wish for someone to have an improved situation. It is to uh, say to them uh, that you would see them enjoy the favor of God. But the word bless had an earlier Uh, German etymology, in other words the history and the meaning of that word uh, meant more initially than how we use it in terms of praise and favor. In earlier times the word bless meant that there was a mark of blood that was placed on the person. And here I begin to see that Jesus who shows up as a midnight marauder who shows up as a thief, as an assailant who looks like the demons I'm trying to get past and fights like the enemies that have subdued me in the past. When he touches him, he marks him with the blood. Blood not yet shed, but blood that was coming. Here Jacob is in the past, but he's a beneficiary of a future gift. You don't get this. Here Jacob is in the early days. Salvation and redemption not yet purchased, but he gets a down payment. When he blesses him, It's more than just visions and dreams. But when he blesses them, he marks them with the blood. What can wash away my sins? There's that word. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Fathom for a moment the mind of God who hides wholeness and holiness in failings and fallings. Imagine the mind of God who hides completeness and fullness and living out purpose and destiny, who hides it in a combat zone, in fights, in opposition, in assailants. It's good that I've been afflicted. It's good for me. It's good to have been in a battle. It's good to have some scars. It's good to be the walking wounded. It's good to know, hallelujah, that I came out on the other side. Scrapping sometimes, wrestling sometimes, being punched, being knocked out, being knocked over sometimes. But it's good to persevere. He has the mark of the blood. On him when I see the blood, hallelujah. He has been lifted out of his old self into a new place. And he asked him, the man of God says, What is your name? Now, this is at the end of the match. You kind of wish, Lord, I wish you'd ask me my name before you start hitting me. <laughs> I wish you'd ask me, Did I love you? Did I know you before you sucker punch me? I wish before you started being my sparring partner you would have asked my name and maybe you would have went a little light on me. But he answers. He's being required to look at his own identity. Surely the Lord knew who he was. There's no mistake. He's moving him from one camp to the other. There's a downflow, so there can be an outflow. He says, what is your name? He says, my name is Jacob, but just like Jacob. Jacob says, okay, well we gonna converse and have dialogue. He forgets, he said, well now tell me your name. This is not a two-way conversation. We are not equal opponents. You are out of your heavyweight class. You don't even measure up for the heavyweight competition. But the mercies of God would not deny him other than just not answer him. And so he's not refused per se, but the subject has changed. shiftings and spaces and breakings and disjointedness and so he says okay your name is Jacob you will no more be trickster you will no more have to pursue and manufacture your own blessings you won't have to make it happen because your name now is changing and it's not just a change for you but it's a change for all the generations that are gonna follow you. They will not be known as the oppressed. They will not be known as the tricksters and the manipulators and the deceivers and the liars, but they will be known as Israel. And Israel means a soldier of God. Israel means one who dares to strive with God. Israel means one who gets a hold on God and who won't let go until he blesses. He changes his name. Now Jacob does not have to pretend to be Esau. He does not have to take fake identities. He does not need to put goat's hair on his arm. He does not have to try to smell like the field to deceive his father. He does not have to use trickery to get wealthy. He has a new name. He discovers who he really was all the time. He has wrestled until truth dawns. And truth is where God has already been. He's not making truth up for right now. And revelation is letting you know where he is in the present and where he is taking you to in your future. Wrestle until you get the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Your name is no longer Jacob. Don't let people call you by your history. Don't let them label you by where you once lived and what you once did and how you once taught and how you once carried on. That's not my name. Come on somebody That's not my name. My name is not trickery. My name is not looseness. My name is not deceiver. My name is not gambler. My name is not anything you can banter around. My name is I'm a soldier. How did you get to be a soldier? God got in the ring with me. I didn't intend for the battle, I didn't intend to be in the struggle, but I am a soldier and you said it, in the army, he's raised up an army, he's lifted up an army, a scarred army, he said my new name is Israel. New club, new prestige, a download of God's power now infused in little puny Jacob, he says. The angel of the Lord says to him, for now that your name is Israel, for you are a prince. I just wanted to be the firstborn. I, I just wanted Esau's blessing. I just wanted a double portion. Do you know who you are? Do you know what God calls you? Do you know that you are his beloved? Do you know how much he cares? I'm almost finished. He says, listen, you are a prince and you have power. Somebody say power. Oh, come on, say it like sanctified people. Oh, Oh, there you go. You have power with God and with man. You can walk in, stand on the word of God, declare a thing. Not because you're unrealistic, but because the power has been downloaded. Because it's coming from the Transjordan and it's flowing out through Jabbok. Because this is the place where there are no longer two camps. While Jacob... It has had to fight God, his enemy, he's already been given the victory, so when you come to the next chapters, it's an anticlimax, because his enemy is no longer his enemy, when your friend, God, acts like your enemy, then there's nothing else people can do to you that will put you in a place of stress and distress, Hope you were blessed and revived by the KAYT Gospel Hour. Tune in each Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and join us as we venture back in the past for a time of revival with oldies and goodies in sermon and song. Oh, he's a
1: wonder. In my soul. Soul. Oh, yeah, it, it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the gospel video. is on your radio. I'm this is K-A-Y-T, I'm Gina, Gina, Alexandria, 88.1, K-255-B-T, Monroe, them? West Monroe, oh. 98.9. K-223-BI Greenwood Shreveport 92.5 K-Q-J-O St. Joseph Natchez 99.3 He's a wonder And the gospel continues to grow Praising the Lord In Senla And in Miss Lou
2: Greeting, this is Reverend Lionel Smith, Pastor of New Scotland Baptist Church. You are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress.
3: Coming
1: to Alexandria. House number one, two,
3: three. That song
1: Coming to Alexandria, the Tally Boys oh.
3: God, I thank you for what I'm going through right now I need, I need more.
1: The Tally Boys Alexandria and surrounding areas. Get ready for the Tally Boys. New Scott Alley Baptist Church, 2627 yeah. Willow Glen Road. Reset The Tally Boy. Sunday, March 13th, 3.30 p.m. at the New Scott Alley Baptist Church. Bishop Ryder Swift, Pastor, featuring new vision. <laughs> Baby Boss, and to yeah. new, new <laughs> inspiration. And you can depend on me. You can depend on me. Joyful Noise. The Lord's in the House. Sunday, March 13th, 3.30 p.m. at the New Scott Alley Baptist Church. Willow Wind River Road, Alexandria. The Tally Boys. New Vision. Betty Boss. DJ and Trinity, and many more. Tickets $20. On sale. for more info. 318-448-3706 Or 318-880-5241. That's a Joyful Noise. added Proud Sponsor. New Scott Alley Baptist Church. Bishop Rydell Smith and your friends. KAYT 88.1 Alexandria. 92.5 Street or 98.9 November at 99.3 Batches, Mississippi
4: not looking at me because I've got my cap (laughs) on. Come on everybody. Um, I would like for the senior choir to come up, please. The senior choir. And while y'all coming, all that didn't give me your money, you can give it to me right now. (laughs) All the senior choir. (laughs) Y'all, the reason why I called them and we're standing here today because we want to present something to somebody that has been so faithful to us and and really, really, really brought us out that we need it. And I pray to God we get somebody else. I know we won't get nobody else like them, but close to it. (laughs) Patrick, come up. I don't know if everybody knows it or not, but this is his last day here at New Scott Alley. He's moving away to Atlanta. Boy, we're gonna miss you. We're gonna miss you. And then y'all gotta excuse this pillar not being closed up because I'm not calling her name, but Keitha forgot to bring, oh, I'm calling her name. Forgot to bring the needle and thread. But anyway, See how it's open at the bottom for your leaves. We want to present this to Patrick. It says we love you from New Scott Island Baptist Church.
2: far greater than what I am right now. So, God bless you, and I love you. And, and y'all will be with me in my heart, so there's no doubt about it. New Scott Alley is my family. God bless you.
4: I just want to say he can sleep on us.
3: A hand clap of praise, ain't he ready to be praised? Come on, we need to do better than that, come on. I don't know about you, but I know God is in this atmosphere. And I came to worship and praise and uplift the name of Jesus. First of all, I would like to say I love you guys. Now, the Malvos have been missing in action, but it's a reason why now, because I know everybody's been asking. We've been preaching everywhere, been going to Atlanta, Georgia, Franklin, and also with your prayers and God healing. Rashard and RJ have been playing baseball at Wiley College. So we've been traveling. And praise God, it's something about when you see the healing on that baseball field, what God can do. Standing here today in this atmosphere, it's just so wonderful. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: How many of you know God is just a deliverer? How many of you know God is a healer? How many of you know that God is a lawyer in the courtroom? I want to say, it's something about just worshiping him today. It's just been so glorious to be on. Song came to mind. It was many songs came to mind when mama asked me to sing. But this one, doing the service, God just revealed to come me. On, come on, come on. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for, but you sacrificed your life so I can be free, so I can be old, so I can tell But I know I'm in the midst of some people that know Jesus Christ for themselves. I know I'm not the only one that God has done something for. I know that I'm not the only one that God has healed someone in their family. See, it's something about being broken. And it's something about when you call on the name Jesus. How he can mend things and bind things together what I'm talking about in this room many. How many you know when you're calling the name of Jesus? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Come on and meditate. And there's healing. Keeping, <laughs> yeah, 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 So you clean me up inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory. It's something about when I think about what God has done for me. And I think about how he came into the room and healed my son. She is an experience. Hand,
1: can go... yes.
2: Yes. let us all say amen. amen how many know that you can be free yes. you can be free if you want to be free amen. Amen. hallelujah amen. glory to God our Father and our God, we come <laughs> to say thank you, thank you, Lord. We come to lift your name with a name that is above all names, Father. Yes, Lord. We come to thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, what you're doing right now. And Father God, what you're going to do, Father, yes, we Lord. thank you for that. We come to glorify and magnify you, Lord God, for being Jehovah Jawa, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisa, our Lord and Lord, and our King of King. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I honor you, I praise you, I glorify and I magnify you, saying hallelujah to your holy and your precious and your righteous name. These prayers I pray and ask in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you take me out of self, sit me down, that your Holy Ghost fall afresh on me, Father God, and nurture me in your presence, in Jesus' name. I do give honor to God and to my pastor, to my leader, to my friend, and to our first lady. I thank God for even allowing me this chance and this opportunity and every time the Lord allowed me a chance to say something I tell somebody that God is good and not that he's good all the time we say that God is good and God is good all the time but how good is we is to God that's the question to us today is how good is we is to God yes God is good all the time and he has never failed us yet but we want to say thank you Lord for being so good to us and um, and I thank God for bringing me back home safe, Lord. I thank God for the journey. I thank him for the ups and the downs. I thank him for the trials and the tribulations. I thank God for even being uh, uh, thousand feet up and knowing that God was with me all the way and bringing me back safe, Lord. I just thank you for flat, being on flat ground. And when everybody was on the plane and they was flittering and saying, I'm tired, I'm scared of this, and I ain't scared of it," I say, you need to get in the presence of the Lord. You know, because the, the Lord is everywhere. You know, he, he ain't that just down here. He's up here, too. So I just thank God for this opportunity on the day. We're going to go right on to because God's been good to us. And, I, and the spirit's been really high, and I don't want to bring it down. I don't want to kill it. And I just thank God for it. I thank God for all who are here today to make up the congregation. I thank God for those that prayed for me, still praying for me. I thank, for, I thank God for those who didn't pray for me and don't want to pray for me. I still thank you. So let's just give God the glory for it. I know God is in control, and uh, He's gonna do what He wanna do. When I got here, I asked a friend of mine. I said, um, "What you think I should, uh, you know, talk about?" He said, "Just uh, ask the Lord and ask the Lord what uh, what you He wants you to tell His people." And I thought about that thing, and I said, "Well, if I uh, tell the Lord, tell God, people what He wanted, what they want to hear about the Lord." I said, "Well, then." uh, what I should do is just tell the truth, you know? He said, if he gonna do anything, he said, if he gonna do anything, if he gonna say anything, if he gonna teach about anything, just teach the truth. And then you can't go wrong telling the truth. Cause the truth is the only thing gonna make you free. You know, sometimes we can say, you know, it'll make, uh, uh, make us free, you know, but we, it's the truth, we'll make you free. And a lot of us don't wanna hear the truth, the truth hurts sometimes. And uh, we just thank God for the truth. Well, you anyway, know, we're gonna go right into the Word and I thank God for for all my sisters in Christ and my brothers in Christ. I thank God for them, and I am not on this platform just to be a form of fashion. Uh, I'm set aside, um, uh, and I thank God for appointing me and anointing me for to do what He wants me to do and not what you want me to do. And I just thank God for it on today. We're gonna come out of Genesis. Usually my, my, uh, my eldest brothers these are the ones that come out of the Old Testament. And I, and I said my little uh, baby, here and him, he's all, they're always in the Old Testament. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to see what's going on in that Old Testament. I'm going to try to find, see what's going on, and I'm going to try to do a little bit of my own self. So Out of Exodus, the 33rd 30, uh, chapter, we're going to do Exodus 33. And we're going to start from the 12th verse. It's going to be a a little bit of reading, but we're going to get it done. I want to read it simply because I want you all to know uh, it ain't me telling you this. I'm letting you know the reason why we're reading, because it is in the Bible. Let us begin reading from the 12th verse, Exodus, the 33rd chapter, beginning at the 12th verse all the way down to the 23rd verse. It's a lot of reading, but I want us to read it so you know I, wouldn't, I ain't telling no story about what's going on in here. And then I'm going to read, we're going to jump over to 34, 28, 29, and 30, but keep your hand on 33. Let's begin reading at the 12th verse. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou says unto me, bring up this people and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yea, those have said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Thirteen said, now therefore I pray thee, if I find grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I, will, and I will give thee rest. And he said, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not hunting, up uphentened. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be, be separated, I and thy people, from, from thy people that upon the face of the earth and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thy hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all of my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious unto whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom shall I, whom shall I show mercy. And he said, Thou cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, whilst my glory pass by, that I will put thee on a the cleavage of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hands, whilst I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, and, and my face shall not be seen." And we're going to run over to 34 right quick. 29. And it came to pass, and Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two talents of Tephanop in Moses' hand. And he came down from the Mount Sinai that Moses, we or not, that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when, ate, and, and when Adrian and and when all the people, all the children of Israel, saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they was afraid to come nigh him. You may be seated. We're going to take a uh, thought, a theme, a topic, uh, whatever you may call it, but I'm going to be going from one thing to another one, and uh, be running because we're going to talk about this thing, and it ain't going to take me long. Uh, 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 One of my friends told me you ain't ain't got to be long to be strong, so uh, I ain't gonna be long I ain't ain't come to bore nobody. I'm just coming to tell you the truth, and that's it, and I'm sitting down. So, um, he says right here, and and Moses said, I'm gonna take a topic, or take a theme, whatever you want to call it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna talk about everybody can't handle the glory. Everybody can't handle the glory. Everybody can't handle God's glory everybody can't handle the glory. And we said, and Moses said unto the Lord, a little bit about Moses, and Moses said unto the Lord, see, thou says unto me, bring us this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wast sent with me, yet thou said that I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. A little bit about Moses, and I ain't gonna uh, I ain't going to uh, go too far on Moses because we already know the story. Moses was a Hebrew boy. You know, he was raised, he wasn't raised up by his own parents. You know, Pharaoh's daughters raised him up. You know, he was nourished by his own biological mother. And, and um, uh, Moses uh, was, um, he, like I said, he was brought up by um, uh, uh, his, his biological mother. And my, uh, the, the Lord allowed Moses to be, in the presence of um, being in a little uh, little richness for me in a minute there. And after he did that, you know, Moses grew up and, um, uh, and God had a calling on Moses' life. This is the whole story that Mo- God really had a calling on God, uh, Mo- God had a call- calling on Moses' life. And what was going on with Moses here is Moses making excuses that, you know, the reason why he don't want to go and tell Pharaoh is that the God said, let his, his people go. And what Pharaohs were? Pharaoh was uh, king of the, uh, of Egypt. He was the uh, uh, he was one of the kings of all the castles, all the t- uh, uh, t- all the t- uh, t- the, temp- the temples that was there in Egypt. He's also a religious king, and he was there not doing what God said do. He was doing what he wanted to do, and he was having people enslaved and, and from, from doing what he wanted them to do. But God had a calling on Moses' life, and this is what God wanted Moses to do. He wants you to go and go a Pharaoh that let my people go. So he was using Moses all the whole time. And how God God had Moses put aside and covered Moses and and kept him all that time because he had a calling on his life. Uh, You notice how Moses had... God carried Moses all through that and all through what he did, and Moses got in a little trouble, he grew up and he got in a little trouble, and we know what Moses did. He killed one of the Egyptians, and he thought nobody didn't see him so and but but God saw him, you know he, but he said he said that he said to this he said, and God when God had a uh, calling on his life, and Moses said to the Lord, he said, "Thou seest that thou said unto me, bring up these people you telling me father you're telling me God to go and bring up your people you mean to tell me you telling me to go to Pharaoh who?" had a hit on my life and you telling me to go to him no I can't go to him but he said well if you, he said I want you to go and tell uh, Pharaohs that I say let my people go and he said and, and the, he's in a and Moses said unto the Lord See, thou said unto me bring up these people and thou hast not let me know whom thou was sent with me look look he said look here Moses. he said I got this thing already fixed I ain't got to send nobody with you you know I got this thing already fixed and he says right here and uh, he said now before he said yea thou hast said I know thee by name and thy has also found grace in my sight, Lord. You mean to tell me that you know me by name, and you want me to go tell Pharaohs? But you to tell to tell Pharaohs that you want me to let his people go, Lord. I can't do that. And then Moses started making excuses. No, Lord, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I I, mean, I, mean, I just can't handle that, Lord. I can't go back and tell Pharaohs that. And, and he kept on making excuses. And God got tired of his excuses, and He said, you know, He said Moses. He said Moses kept on saying, He said I can't do this, and I can't do that. And Moses' last excuses what well, he had he had a speech problem and God said well you know Moses kept on complaining he said you know what Moses said I'm tired of your complaining he said why'd you p- complain he said do you know who made your mouth he said I made your mouth he said 'Why, that why do keep on complaining we do the same thing the more God bless us the more we complain the more God give us the more we won't the more God bless us the more we won't we ain't never satisfied I don't care what kind of a speech impediment you have, I don't care what you say or what you can't say, God is able to make you say whatever He wants you to say. You, it says, Therefore, I pray thee. And another thing, about, another thing about Moses, Moses really didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, but he couldn't help it because God had a calling on his life. You know, a lot of times that uh, we don't want to do what God wants us to do, but if God got a, call, a calling on your life, don't you know you're going to go whether you want to go or you don't want to go? Now, I mean, if, if he got a calling on your life, you know, some been called, some been sent, but some of just got up and we went. But so therefore, if God got a calling on your life, you're going to do what God wants you to do, whether you want to do it or whether you don't want to do it. And, and that, because that was a time that I wasn't even saved. Everybody in the church might be, have been saved all your life, but I ain't been saved all my life. I did some things, I went some places, and I asked some, a certain kind of ways. I did a lot of that kind of stuff. But one day God called me. And he, and he didn't call me out of Bunning Bush, either. He, bought me for, he called me out for what I was doing. And I thank God for that. And it, ain't no, and it ain't your business what I was doing. God know what I was doing. And I thank God for it. He said, now therefore I pray thee if I have found grace in thy sight. God found grace in, in his sight. He found grace in his sight. He said, oh, therefore I pray thee if I have found grace in thy sight. He said, show me now the way that I may know thee that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider, and consider that this, this nation of thy people. Lord, I, I want you to do that for me because I want to have in mind wh- what these people is and what they look like and what I got to do and what I got to say for them. And uh, verse 14 says, and, and he said, My presence shall go with, thee, go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Now, when he said my presence, that means that when you're in the presence of God, Lord, when I'm in your presence, Lord, when I'm in your presence, how many of you know when you're in God's presence, you can see some stuff you don't want to see, you can hear some stuff you don't want to hear, you can always act the way that you think you want to act, and you can't act that way, in the presence, Lord, when I'm in your presence, I don't know how many of you have been in God's presence before, but, Lord, when I'm in your presence, Lord, it's a different story. He said, now, Lord, when you're in my presence, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You ain't got to worry about what they say about But you got to be in God's presence. Amen. In his presence, where you're going to find him at. It's in his presence. He said, I will give you rest. He said, now, look, 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 well, let me say the presence, uh, you know, the, this rest part is assurance that he will be there. When he told him that, uh, he told him that I would give you rest, this was assurance that God would let him know what he told you to do. He said, I'll be there with you. I'll be there with you, Moses. You ain't got to worry about nothing. I'll be there. He said, and, um, in 15, he said, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry me not up to heaven. Lord, if you ain't going with me to go to Pharaoh's and tell these people, to let, his, let your people go, Lord, I don't want to go. Because, see, me, myself, he said, Lord, if I go, you see, Lord, I can mess up some stuff. I can say some stuff. I can tell your people the wrong thing. I can lead your people the wrong way. But, Lord, you've got to go with me. If you want me to do that, Lord, you've got to go with me. You know, I need you to go with me. I need your presence. I need your I need to rest that you are. I want I need to secure that you're gonna be there when I go and tell Pharaoh's people to let tell Pharaoh's to let your people go. You got to be there with me. Cause you know what, Pharaoh's a bad man. And I I mean I, Pharaoh's got a hit on my life. How you want me to go and tell Pharaoh? Pharaoh, to let your people go, and he already got a hit on my life. What you, I mean, what I'm going to say to Pharaohs, yeah. I mean, how I'm going to handle Pharaohs, and this man already got a hit on my life, and you mean to tell me, you want me to go and tell him to let your people go, Lord, you got to go with me. Yeah. You got to go with me, Lord, because I can't handle this thing, but God already had this thing fixed. Right. He already had it fixed. He said, you ain't got to worry because my presence going to go with you. And that's assurance, he said, I'm going to give you rest. If you go and do what I tell you to do, he says, assurance, I'll be there with you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. He said, go do what I, want to, go, go and do what I tell you to do. He said, For, and he said unto him, if thou present go not with me, go not with me, carry us not up in the Lord, if your present don't go with me, Lord, don't send me there. Don't send me there. I can't handle it. Don't send me there. Don't send me, because if you send me, and I I'm, and I'm think I'm going by myself, and I'm going to take things over, I ain't going to be able to do that. I need your presence, Lord. I need you to do everything you can do for me. You're sending me a Pharaoh of all people? No, uh-uh, I can't handle a Pharaoh. For where shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? He asked the question here. He said, for where? Where, for where shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Where is it? Where is it that I found that favor? You are Lord, the, the God already know he had favor in him. He said he already he already knew him by name. You know he already knew who he was. He already know he, whether he had favor in him or not. That's why he wanted to use him. Is it not that thou shalt go with us so that we be separated, I and thy people? Ah, and thou people from the prison that are upon the face of the earth. And 17 says, and, and the Lord said unto Moses, I would do this thing also as thou has heard, that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. He said, I will do this thing. If I send you some way, if I tell you to do something, you ain't got if I do it, if he do it. i